Hey, podcast family, welcome to today's episode, which ironically was unanticipated and unplanned. This ends up being a part two, if you will, of yesterday's podcast titled The 22-Week Delivery. I hadn't had this on the schedule at all, but I received five Facebook messages, five within 24 hours about the 22-Week Delivery episode. I thought, you know what? I need to put this out there because all five questions were the same and it had to do with magnesium sulfate for fetal neuroprotection. So let me set the stage. Yesterday, we discussed the 22-week delivery and how that really is now the lower limit of neonatal viability. Although it's not vastly high survival rates, but it definitely has survival rates that are higher than they were just years ago. Most would quote a survival rate around 36% with some major long-term issues. But again, 36% is a number that we've never seen before. It's never been that high at 22 weeks. We also mentioned that steroids can actually be considered as early as 22 weeks, according to the college. But these five questions all had to do with mag sulfate. And the question is, wait a minute, if we're giving steroids at 22 weeks, can we give magnesium sulfate for fetal neuroprotection at that time as well? Well, what do the bulletins say? Well, the answer is a little bit more convoluted than that, because there is no straight answer yet. But we're going to hammer out the details in this brief episode covering magnesium sulfate at 22 weeks. Just trying to keep everyone up to date on evidence-based practice because medicine moves fast. This is Clinical Pearls. All right, so magnesium sulfate for fetal neuroprotection. This has been around since 2010, where the data showed that magnesium sulfate in infants born under 32 weeks had decreased rates of IVH and cerebral palsy, with magnesium sulfate serving then as a potential neuroprotective agent. Actually, I was an intern at Parkland when that study was going on. Parkland was one of the MFM sites that was conducting that study, and that was called the BEAM study, the Beneficial Effects of Antipartum Magnesium. The BEAM study, man, I remember that well. There are actually multiple mechanisms that are highly likely to be responsible for magnesium's neuroprotective effects. MAG affects several pathways potentially involved in preterm brain injury. As a non-competitive NMDA receptor antagonist, magnesium prevents excitotoxic calcium-induced injury. MAG also decreases extracellular glutamate under ischemic conditions, and this also reduces the toxicity of neuronal cells. MAG also limits calcium influx through voltage-gated channels, which may reduce the activation of apoptosis. MAG also has an anti-inflammatory property, and it may help regulate cerebral blood flow, causing less damage to the germinal matrix and neuronal tissue. While there is almost near universal agreement that magnesium sulfate for fetal neuroprotection should be used up to 32 weeks in zero days, the lower limit of when to start is a little bit more gray as that limit of viability keeps moving down the line. 
This is the exact proof of our podcast tagline that medicine moves real fast and sometimes it's hard for publications to keep up with that as an official guidance. That's why it's all of our jobs to follow the data and not wait for a piece of paper from a practice bulletin or a committee opinion, which, by the way, as part of the ACOG Obstetric Care Consensus Committee, I'm all in favor of. Those are fantastic. But it takes a while to get those out. Remember, that's one of our missions here on Clinical Pearls is to follow the evidence which becomes standard practice, which then influences the committee opinions and the practice bulletins. All right, I thought it would be helpful to kind of lay out like in a timeline the ACOG bulletins and committee opinions that deal with magsulfate at the lower limit of initiation for fetal neuroprotection. And you'll see how that has become super gray and that little mark on that timeline is just moving down as well. But there's a difference between, quote, may be considered, end quote, and a recommendation from the college. Nonetheless, let's start back in 2017 with ACOG's consensus bulletin on periviable birth. All right. So this was out October 2017 and it's obstetric care consensus on periviable birth. I mean, my goodness, 2017. That's pre-COVID, man. That's PC. It's been a whole new world since then. But again, going back to 2017 is a good place to start as our foundation. And then I'm going to show you just how things have changed, all right? So in this 2017 obstetric care consensus, it says that magnesium sulfate for neuroprotection, quote, is not recommended, end quote, at 22 weeks and zero to 22 weeks and six. But it could be considered at 23 weeks and zero days and going up to 24. And at 24 weeks and zero days and going forward, it was recommended. All right, fine. Everybody good? So in 2017, magnesium sulfate for fetal neuroprotection recommended at 24, considered at 23, and not recommended at 22 weeks and zero. But remember, that's when viability wasn't even considered then. That's how much things have changed from just 2017. The lower limit of viability is now actually 22 weeks and zero days. Fine. Now let's move forward three years from 2017, ending up in March of 2020. In March of 2020, ACOG released a practice bulletin that replaced the previous one on pre-labor rupture of membranes. In this 2020 practice bulletin, the college states, quote, magnesium sulfate for fetal neuroprotection is not recommended before viability, end quote. And it puts that statement in there as anything less than 23 to 24 weeks. Is that crazy? So just two years ago in 2020, anything less than 23 was considered non-viable. But of course, now we're at 22 weeks. So where are we at now? Well, hold on for just a minute. Now let's leave that practice bulletin from 2020 and let's arrive at September 2021. This is ACOG's practice advisory stating that antenatal corticosteroids can actually be considered as early as 22 weeks and zero days going forward if full resuscitation is being considered. Now that's where we're at now, okay? Now remember yesterday's podcast, there's all these changes and medicine moves fast regarding this perivariable interval that's moved down from 24 weeks of survival to 23, now at 22, where steroids are now being given. Okay, so here's a clinical consensus. Now remember, a lot of this we're, we're at the heels on because we still don't have a new practice advisory 
or committee opinion or practice bulletin saying that we can officially move down the magnesium sulfate for fetal neuroprotection as a, quote, recommended as early as 22 weeks. Right now, it's still under the may be considered. However, the data show that in those hospitals, as we said yesterday in the 22-week delivery podcast, those hospitals that have a standardized algorithm means universal resuscitation. We're going to give GBS prophylaxis. We're going to give magnesium sulfate. We're going to give steroids. That's a standardized, very aggressive intervention at 22 weeks. They actually have better survival rates. And as we mentioned yesterday, survival is different than long-term morbidity. But we're talking about survival to, to exit the hospital. So right now, even though there's no official college bulletin that we can pull out or a committee opinion, the recommendation based on expert opinion, that's level C recommendation from SMFM, uh, ACOG, and even March of Dimes, is that if you're going to do full resuscitation at 22 weeks and zero, and you're going to give steroids, well, then absolutely you need to give magnesium sulfate for fetal neuroprotection. And you should also try to do tocolysis to let those steroids work. Now, this is interesting because back in 2020, that practice advisory said, remember that tocolysis should not be done, quote, before viability. But that's the catch. That needle, that little mark on that line has now moved down to 22 weeks. So if we're calling it viability, then all of the active interventions come into play. It's not just steroids. It would be, of course, tocolysis and magnesium sulfate for fetal neuroprotection. That goes with the universal uh, algorithm, the universal protocol for full resuscitation if that's chosen by the parents and the healthcare team. Ah, but a big disclosure here. Even though magnesium sulfate may be used at 22 weeks, if aggressive resuscitation is planned and if steroids are given along with tocolysis, remember that we just don't have any long-term data here to see if it actually is really neuroprotective at that early gestational age. I mean, this is just going on right now. And since this periviable births only account for 0.28% of all deliveries, it's going to take a while for us to finally show definitively that, man, mag sulfate at 22 weeks greatly reduces cerebral palsy. We don't have that yet. But as an active, aggressive intervention, if that's chosen at 22 weeks, then magnesium sulfate can definitely be used. Well, podcast family, don't you think that's really something? When we can release a podcast and within 24 hours get five separate questions that were all different, of course, but they basically had the same flavor. And that flavor had to do with magnesium sulfate for fetal neuroprotection. And they were all asking the same thing. Man, do I have to wait for 24 weeks to start mag? And the answer is no. For fetal neuroprotection, it can be moved down to, quote, the limit of viability. End quote. And that's why it's not a number, but that limit of viability keeps changing. So if you're ever asked on oral boards, when would you use magnesium sulfate for fetal neuroprotection? Well, the answer is very clear. The ceiling seems to be pretty solid at 32 weeks and zero days. The bottom, the floor, keeps going down. And right now, the answer is, quote, at the limit of viability. End quote. And while historically that was 24 weeks, we now know that it's down to 23 weeks and in some cases even down to the lowest limit that it's ever been of 22 weeks. 
So if you're going to administer corticosteroids, then it would follow that tocolysis then would be used because you're trying to give steroid benefit. And if you're trying to protect the lungs, then you surely need to protect the brain by giving magnesium sulfate. So it's not so much the number, but it's the answer, quote, these interventions should be used at the limit of viability, end quote. And that limit keeps changing. As always, thank you for your questions. Thanks for being an active member of this community. I love it. And as proof that we listen to you, I listen to your questions. We try to get those answers out and it actually changes our program for the better. That's why we released this unplanned part two on the 22-week delivery. Have a great rest of the week. We'll see you on another episode of Clinical Pearls. 